0: Hello everybody, this is Richard Palfrey on the Fitness Without Filter podcast, and today we are going to do a solo episode. As we keep going through the month of December, coming up to the new year, I and mean, we get near that whole start to think about what have I eaten and drank for the last three or four weeks, and how many times did I have all those snacks and glasses of wine when I said I probably wouldn't at the work party, whatever it might be, when we start to reevaluate what we might do going at the start of the new year, we're going to talk about thinking about training. Check this out where and what is your sweat equity what measures are you prepared to invest in yourself because that's what it is folks a higher quality of life and improvements in your quality of life and your health are an investment newsflash everybody you're always on a diet why don't you view this as mental fitness as we all know aesthetics are not health if we are absolutely honest anyone that embarks on a diet is looking to reduce their body fat not their weight Weight is just mass. I can take five kilos off you with a chainsaw. You won't be any healthier, but you'll have reached your goal. Okay, so this may not apply to everybody, but let's imagine the broader picture out there. A lot, the, uh, a lot of the world is going to be thinking about, do I do the whole new year, new you thing or not? And how do you go about it? Well, first of all, think about your personal goal. Not your best mate, your sibling, your spouse, the person you work with, or what social media might tell you to do. You need to be thinking along the lines of what's personally relevant to you, And suitable at the level of physicality that you have right now. Not what you'd like to be in three months, six months, or right before you get on holiday in the summer with that bikini or those board shorts and showing off your body and everything else. Where are you right now? What is relevant to you? Not what you think you would like to be doing and looking like. You're not going to be a ninja from day one. You're not training for the SAS. You're not going to be competing at the Olympics after three weeks. It's a very true story. We always tend to try and perceive ourselves in the most preferable light, as in, oh, I can do that. Yeah, you know, I used to play that sport. I used to be able to pick up that weight or squat this. But back of your head you deliberately omit the details of i used to play that sport when i was 25 i'm now 40 or i used to pick up that weight before i had kids i used to do this before i had a back injury we take out the bits we don't want to listen to and we only listen to ourselves in the best possible light okay social media came from somewhere it was that idea that mindset you need to be looking at a degree of effort regardless of the genre of training that is a sensible step up from where you are now in terms of physical activity and you build from there so the first question you're going to ask yourself is should you do cardio or resistance training or both right? well that's an entire podcast in itself but let's be concise here and just cover the uh, the broad strokes as it were okay cardiovascular exercise is good for improving your cardiovascular health and your physical endurance as a result some things to take into consideration here are the following though okay cardio whether it's jogging cycling or, or whatever else you might be doing for that is always an exercise inefficiency you know, if you're starting from fresh either because you've had a short period of maybe over Christmas or longer or you don't really have much experience at all with exercise, you are not going to be very good at it. Set that from the off. okay? Your margins for moderate exercise and extreme exercise are going to be quite low. There's not going to be much to differentiate the two. So you need to understand that before you even start. okay? However, with repetition, your body will start to become more comfortable with this degree of stress and the time or distance that you're working at will seem less work. So you can start to get better as you go that's getting fitter that's what you're hoping to achieve okay so here's the kicker with cardio though unless you're training for a sport like a triathlon or a marathon or a specific distance goal like a 10k or 50k cycle or whatever that might be where your training is going to be tailored to that event then the cardio that you're going to do as an amateur fitness bot just an average person on the street needs to start increasing over time and that can't ever really stop your, int- your intensity and distance to elicit a continued stress response is going to always need to increase that's why I always say to everybody they go, oh I need to start jogging I go, right well do you want to get better and better at jogging or do you just think that you should because that becomes a rod to beat yourself with very very quickly because you start to plateau All right. so if you're doing just casual cardio that like your long term goals you're doing it because you enjoy it or the desire to just increase your distance and intensity isn't there you're just doing it to something casual where you can get a bit of headspace and relax you find it comfortable then carry on and enjoy it okay we'll just do it for your own reasons however for a fitness goal and a body physique change let's face it that is the most common fitness goal it's i would like to see a bit less of the, the soft squishy areas on my body then by itself if it's not highly specific to that goal you're going to be on a little bit of a hardness to nowhere because you're going to have to work ever harder to elicit a continued change Adaption for cardio is relatively quick, and because it's a relatively quick thing to adapt to, that means that very quickly you have to keep increasing the intensity, the duration, the distance, and all those kind of other factors that keep making it harder. Because very, very quickly, we respond to cardiovascular stress, because we don't want things to be stressful longer than they have to be. You think about if you've ever had to cover a distance by walking on a frequent basis. Let's say you have to walk a a mile a day. You might be fairly unfit or unused to walking that far. When you first start off, it really feels, you know, oh shit. this is a bit of work, but very quickly you adapt to it. Something becomes less stressful, you become more efficient at it, and as such, it no longer promotes a degree of improved fitness. You'd have to just walk a longer route to elicit a continued improvement in your fitness. And also remember the body's response to cardio-only programs is to essentially shed unnecessary weight. It isn't to tone up, whatever that might mean in in your personal language. It isn't to build muscle mass. It isn't to shape the areas that you wanna see shaped. It's basically to become more efficient at doing that task, whether that's jogging, running, cycling, rowing. Your body just wants to become more efficient at doing the repetitive task. That's where we get the term skinny fat from. You might end up being a smaller version of the person you were when you started. It doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna get the, the shape that you're going to be satisfied with it doesn't mean you're going to lose the weight you might expect to you're just going to become a smaller human being it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to reduce the body fat percentage that you would like to all right so moving on to resistance training then resistance training has many variables and applications you can opt to isolate specific muscles and movements you can train your muscles to increase in strength to significant abilities you can improve yourself for a sport specific goal or you can focus on simply building those muscles beyond the size that they are now if you're going into hypertrophy and bodybuilding. All right? Whereas cardio is about efficiency of movement and using calories as a result of doing that, you can vary resistance training dependent on your goals. When it comes to fat loss, using muscles uses calories. That's obvious, Okay, we all know that. However, unlike the initial adaption of cardio, repeatedly stressing muscles with resistance training leads to growth of lean muscle mass. An increase in the size of the muscle bodies means that if you continue to use a proper program of exercise, that newer, larger muscle mass will be using an increased amount of calories. So if you've ever wondered why coaches and trainers always seem to be beating the same drum of increase your protein intake, increase your training, increase your muscle mass, and you will start to see a change in your body composition, that's why, okay? Resistance training will allow you to shape your physique. You will be able to build and shape your entire body, your legs, your arms, your chest, your back. You can trim down your abdomen. And in doing so, if it's at least in accordance with a moderate calorie deficit, decrease your body fat percentage an added benefit of resistance work over cardio is that the response to physical stress from resistance training continues after you have actually stopped so once you finish your training session if you've been pushing yourself hard you've gone for a shower and you've gone off to college school work whatever it is you're doing or you're going home if you're training after work you're still burning an increased amount of calories compared to if you were just sat in the car or you're just sitting down to have some food after your shower so that is another benefit for resistance training okay and you don't get the same response from a cardio only program now should you combine the two to my mind yes you don't need to have an insane commitment to hours and hours of both every single week but to my mind the best program has a resistance focus and a cardio focus included the resistance work is to build and strengthen muscle mass the cardio either follows this part of the workout or takes place on alternative days like i said you don't have to thrash yourself to get the best of both worlds, including them is always beneficial. The ultimate combination of the two is going to optimize the amount of return you get for your efforts, the physique change goals or fitness goals that you have, and the calories you want to burn. I say to do resistance training at first if you're doing resistance and cardio on the same day because although you're going to stress your body through the reps and the sets and the intensity that you're going to work at, you're also allowing for recovery after each combination of those two. And to get the most of your efforts, you wanna go into the gym fresh, do the most stressful exercise first, because that's also allowing you periods of recovery, and then use the remaining energy to go off to the locomotion, that is the movement-based exercises, with a reduced degree of energy. However, what you're gonna do next is a reduced reduced stress on the body itself. So you're gonna find it easy to do it that way around. If you don't believe me, go and do it yourself for a week or two, and then switch that round. Go and try doing your several kilometers on the row machine or your 5k run and come in and start doing your weight work. I tell you, it's not a pleasant experience. Are you looking to make some changes to your quality of life? Perhaps you're looking to embrace a whole new approach to exercise, nutrition and a healthier lifestyle, but you're just not sure how to even get started. Without a basic framework in place and some goals set, you're going to struggle and that is the most common reason why a lot of people experience a load of stress and ultimately don't succeed in their endeavors. They just don't have a clear path to get them started and follow on with. That's why I wrote Pathway to Health, Be Your Own Life Coach. This is a program that takes you through your lifestyle, approaches to nutrition, exercise, and activities, shows you how to take stock of your life as it is right now, plan things out, and get started on your unique personal pathway to health. You can find this course on my website, www.thebodyengineer.training, in the online store. The program comes with video guides throughout and all the downloadable planners you need to become your own life coach. Listeners to this podcast can get a 20% discount with the discount code POD20. And if I'm working with a client who wants cardio included in their training, I never program it as part of our sessions. I will collaborate with a client if they would like to, to recommend what they do within the structure that works for them best after our PT sessions. So they can go to the other side of the gym and use the, the row machine or the treadmill, whatever they want to do, or I'll help guide them on the days where they don't train with me. So for example, they've not got a 5K in the morning when they've done a real heavy leg day the night before, because that's not going to be beneficial to them. We will make sure we structure their sessions to get the most out of their results, okay? So, that's my thoughts on that. Yes, you can do cardio-only training. Yes, you can do resistance-only training. However, if you wanna get the best bang for your buck, as the phrase goes, that I recommend that you have a combination of the two, resistance and cardio, okay? So, when it comes to training then, how should you be warming up? Right, this is a little bit of a horses for courses scenario here. Your warm-up should reflect a few specific things, okay? First off is your current fitness. When you go to your gym environment, your training environment, wherever that might be, you are going to be taking yourself from the lesser active state, whether that's from first thing in the morning or after school, college or work, wherever it is in in your daily life, you have to take yourself from the state that you arrive at the training facility to being absolutely ready for the main focus of training all right so that is your goal with your warm-up now within that comes your own personal circumstances if you're subject to any kind of personal injury or rehab that you're ongoing at the time or you've got to take into concern maybe things that you've had throughout your body for some time that you've got to include in what you're doing this is the time where you go about the specific mobility exercises improving the range of movement and you go from that into something a little bit more in depth okay you go into the specificity of warm-up for what it is you're about to do your warm-up should be a rehearsal for the movements and joint actions of the main focus of your training okay that's the purpose of it it's a warm-up to prep you for what's coming next so for example if you're about to squat or deadlift in a heavy session then you'd be doing some bodyweight exercises to raise your heart rate and muscle mobility and then move to thoroughly ensuring you have the full mobility in major joints relevant to what you're about to do and then start to rehearse those same movements before you go into any significant loads. All right, so that should be something on the lines of body weight movements to perhaps more dynamic body weight movements, and then intro into lighter weights. So you've gone through the whole linear process to prep right before you go into the heavy work. See so yeah, there? There's a sequence that follows logic. It's sensible. You prep from being cold to more mobile. Your heart rates up. Your blood's flowing, and you go from there and you build up. Now, does stretching and rolling work? yes of course all right like most things there'll be people that will shout this down because maybe they don't like it they don't enjoy it Oh, they found another way to prep their body and their tissues that works for them well yeah good for you carry on do your own thing all right does stretching work yes of course it does we've known that for ages but most often it's looked at with aggression rather than productivity so it's seen in a negative light now admittedly you don't need to be abused like a seven-year-old russian gymnast and pulled around from pillar to post but as someone personally who's been through some severe rehabilitation in my life i've had stretching and just static stretching involved in various rehab programs and yes it is productive and i say that with a caveat of if done correctly okay that's the key there if done correctly and yes there are more effective methods in some cases of promoting mobility and range of motion than stretching alone and we'll talk about them right now so when it comes to rolling foam rolling or using any kind of other rubber ball or, or structure are they also useful again yes if done correctly okay as a patient and a therapist i know full well the value of high specific shaped tools and the applications of them now they aren't a magic solution or prep for your train to come ahead okay these tools are there to temporarily and i can't stress this enough temporarily improve tissue elasticity and promote blood flow through the muscle tissues that's going to allow you then to increase your range of movement beyond what it was prior to starting doing this and thus promote better performance all right it's not a magic bullet or a elixir to being awesome in the gym or whatever it is you're going to be doing if it's overdone then it, in itself it's a time waster and you might even find detrimental to what you're about to do you know there's there's no shortage of people that you'll see in a gym rolling their legs on a roller for 10 minutes or just arching back across it and then they'll go and do a workout that has no relation at all to the muscles they've just been pounding all right so as i said they do have a use stretching is a perfectly applicable tool to use however these things have to be done with specificity in mind let's have a quick consideration there for approaches to exercise and nutrition as we go forward to january and um, everyone starts thinking about as i said that new year new you program the most common approach here is the constant same old flawed one, and that's it. that is the uh, approach for literally every fad and bullshit regime that I see out there. And I tend to put them all under the bracket of what I call starve and thrash. Most programs are going to stick everyone taking part, regardless of background or ability or health, into a program that's intended to be what we used to call in the military a beasting. That is to say, it's a hard ragging mostly for the purpose of being a hard ragging it doesn't achieve anything in its own right it's just to basically fuck you up and they're going to keep throwing those at you because that's the purpose of this 30 day or 45 day program you have that's the thrash section that's normally also aligned with the staff section with the accompanying dietary uh, program and we say that in giant you know inverted commas which by the way usually has absolutely little to no genuine nutritional consideration behind it and this has got one goal that is to put everybody on a drastic calorie deficit where you're going to experience a really unpleasant sense of being constantly hungry for as long as possible all right for as long as you can stomach being part of the program where they take away all the foodstuffs that you enjoy and you're told no no you can't have this you can't have that you can't eat this never drink that all of it bad and you'll do this for a spell or you will do it to the end of the program and you'll convince yourself the whole time that this is miserable I can't sleep very well I've got no energy I'm constantly hungry but I'm getting in shape because you've been on a starving thrash when the truth is you're not really getting in shape you've just depleted your body you've thrashed your body and that's the end result okay you haven't learned anything that's going to benefit you personally or your long-term health you've just been stuck in a very unpleasant regime so let's stay away from all that when it comes to the new year let's think about this okay in logically because trust me, in a few weeks when January starts, you're not going to hear this from anybody out there. You're just going to hear, buy this, buy this, buy this. What do you want to be doing when you think about the new year, new you? Is it going to be a regime where you're starving yourself and thrashing yourself or do you think you'd benefit more from one where you are nourishing yourself and building yourself physically and mentally? One where your exercise is relevant and suitable for you and any dietary changes you make are sensible and not extreme to allow for Experimentation and adjustments, and you can set yourself a new lifestyle that you like and you enjoy. And you know, you know what? I'll keep doing this because I'm I'm learning a whole new thing about looking after myself. Now that sounds a really obvious decision to make, right? But trust me, a lot of your friends, if you listen to this, and people you know, when it comes to January or any other period of the year where they start to evaluate themselves, they will opt for the first one rather than the second because the second one requires some work and perseverance. And the first one is just, okay, I'll do what I'm told, this will be horrible, I'll hate it, but I'll stick at it as long as I'm prepared to pay for it, which is (laughs) really not the best way to go. We'd all like to be a bit healthier, but sometimes it's just hard getting the right ingredients in or knowing what meals to make in the time frame that you've got. So I put together four unique books available on my website right now that can help you make all those decisions, have the best nutritional start to your day, and start to make some real impact in improving your quality of life. Okay, so if you can go to my website, www.thebodyengineer.training, and go to the online store, there are four books there for you right now. There is the 52 high protein recipes. Quick and easy five ingredient recipes. That's a fantastic good starter book. If you're trying to improve your, uh, your meals. Your go-to vegan recipe book and the keto guide, okay? All available for $14.99. Listeners to this podcast get a discount if you use the code POD20. Which leads me on to this last point then. Let's talk about responsibility. Because for all of you out there whose gym memberships start in January and have been cancelled by March, this is really, really relevant, all right? You are responsible for yourself. Now, save that as a sentence on a screenshot and put it on your phones as your wallpaper, okay? I don't say it to bash anyone over the head or put anyone down, but I'm saying it as a means of giving everybody a chance to be personally accountable for themselves, right? As adults, we are responsible for ourselves. So let's focus on that in a positive light rather than throwing ourselves to the whim of someone else's product or fad or diet and then wonder why we're unhappy or miserable and we really feel quite beaten down and broken you the individual are responsible for what goes into your mouth you're responsible for the amount or lack thereof of physical activity you take part in if you want to make any genuine changes that are ultimately going to benefit you then kick yourself in the ass and I mean that, kick yourself in the ass frequently now I don't mean beat yourself up or feel down about things but reassess what you're putting into something and then go am I doing this correctly, am I putting in enough effort or am I just coasting even though I'm paying for this i'm not really putting the effort in okay now it's not your spouse's fault your uh, siblings or your parents fault your trainer or your kids or your boss that you aren't looking and feeling the way that you'd like despite the fact that you pay the money and maybe you go to the gym all the time maybe you go half the time whatever it is you're doing all right you are still responsible for yourself as adults that's one of the few things we absolutely have is taxes and self-responsibility your work ethic and effort is what dictates the return you are going to get from your january program is what always dictates your success when it comes to amending your lifestyle whether it's dietary changes or an exercise program none of these things work unless you do there's a popular meme that keeps getting rehashed right now through social media which is like yeah motivation is one thing but discipline is what you need to succeed and it's very very true all right motivation might be what gets you in the door but your personal discipline is going to be what keeps you going okay yeah motivation will help you sign that gym membership or speak to a trainer or start going to a class or a jog or, or whatever it might be that works for you but remember if you don't have the discipline you won't keep going okay and it's important you take this on seriously not as a matter of um you know nagging yourself but think about it it's your time and money and it's going to be your time and money either now where you look after yourself or in 10 15 however many years you are dealing with the consequences of not looking after yourself maybe when it could have been easier okay i'm gonna wrap this up with something i tell all of my clients whether it's a a festive period coming up or there's a wedding a birthday a vacation whatever it might be all right especially right now with christmas only a few weeks away yes you can go to the parties with your friends your colleagues your peers go and do the work thing go out and have some drinks enjoy yourself you are not going to set yourself back by having a few drinks over a festive period you are not going to massively damage your health you're not going to put on 1500 pounds in the next few weeks so enjoy yourself it doesn't come around every week make the most of it don't feel bad about what you might eat and drink because nothing you do in the next 21 days is going to be permanent all right only advice i give all of my clients is don't undo your hard work when they go on vacation but enjoy yourself so don't beat yourself up going through december or come january we're going oh i hate this i drank all this i feel really bad oh my god what am i gonna do as I've just been saying, take responsibility and enjoy yourself. And yes, as much as I hate the phrase, you can start January with a new year, new you approach, as long as it's sensible, intelligent, and what's best for you. All right, so take care. I'll speak to you again soon.